guys, welcome to the podcast, No But Really. We have Joy Aladakun with us. So exciting. Hey. Joy is a singer-songwriter, now um, lives in LA and living a glam life. So I'm glam. Assuming. I sleep in my closet. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is so real. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. you gotta do what you gotta do. True. Um, so Joy is on with us, and to be honest, I don't know what our topic is gonna be. No clue. But we're gonna gonna just hang out and talk and drink wine and be friends. So it'll be great. But I do have a game, as always. Yeah. I'm all about the game life. So we're gonna play a game. So the game is going to be finish that lyric. This is good. But I feel like you should be really good at this because it's kind of your job to know song lyrics. I actually, depending on when the songs are from, mm. I could be really bad at it. They're all like currently on Kiss FM right now. Cool. It's going to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> Joy listens to real music and I like to listen to it's not all real music. Real music. I'm just really bad at being a teen, a, a teen, a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> Up to date. Up to date. So, um, okay, so I don't really have a consequence for the ones you get wrong. Okay. But I do have a Yard House gift card that I'm more than willing to give over. Yeah, absolutely. So if you can get all of them correct. What about half of them correct? No. What about one of them correct? No. Okay. Because you'll at least, I hope you at least get one of them correct. Okay. If you can get all of them correct, I will give you the gift card. But plot twist, if you can get the bonuses, then okay. that will make up for the ones you got wrong. Okay. 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 So the that. bonus is going to work. So you have to finish the lyric. But if you can finish the lyric and then some, you get a bonus. All right. All right. All right. And so I have to sing, which is probably the bigger joke. Can't wait. It's going to be great. <laughs> I was going to try to like play the music and then pause, but it was too complicated. And my computer's about to die. So <laughs> Wow. It's getting real out here. The stakes are high. So, okay. First song. Ready? Uh-huh. Okay. I can't sing. Okay, here we go. I had a dream. We were sipping whiskey neat. Highest for the Bowery. Nowhere's high enough. <laughs> No. So, okay, yep. Somewhere along the lines, we... I have no idea. Oh, you know the song, I can though. do the chorus. Mm. That doesn't count. Not Somewhere enough, along yeah. the line, we were something, something, wine. <laughs> okay, final answer? Yeah, I mean, that's, it's not going to get better than that. <laughs> oh, this is pretty good. Um, stop seeing eye to eye. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. Joy, I actually really thought you were going to... That was the one that I thought you were going to get. Cool. So this awkward. is... Sorry, everybody. It's going to get weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next song. Okay. What about us? What about all the times you said you had the answers? So what about us? What about all the... Uh, something happy ever after. Oh, you're so close. I can't give you credit for the, something after. All the, all the, I don't know. Bro no. Broken okay. happy ever yeah! afters. Oh! <laughs> so good. Good Killing job. Okay, it. you got one. You got one right. So okay. up to date. So hip. You're not getting the gift card though, it looks like. Okay. As of, as of now. Um. Okay, next one. I actually don't know how this song goes. Hold on. 
Oh, okay. I think this is kind of how it goes. It's kind of hard to sing it without the music. Okay. okay. Cross my heart, hope to die, to my lover, I'd never lie. He said, be true, I swear I'll try. In the end, it's him and I. He's out of his head, I'm out of my mind. We... If you had, like, stopped at him and I, I would have crushed that, but I have no idea. Oh, okay. We, I, something, we, I don't know. We are friends until <laughs> we die. <laughs> close? Mm, really close. We are lovers till mm. we, we are mm, got in that. an open relationship until we die. Oh. Uh, got that. <laughs> I'm just going to stop you there. Um, we got that love, the crazy kind. Yeah, same. I said uh, that. Halsey. I said close to that. Yeah. Open relationship. <laughs> <laughs> the whole song's about like staying together and you're like, open relationship. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're killing it. Um, next one. I'm so bad. <laughs> you should actually know this one because you said you like this song. Oh, gosh. Okay, ready? Just stop your crying. It's the sign of the times. Welcome to the final show. Hope you're. Wearing your best clothes. Nice. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Good job. Okay, so you got two. Knocked them all out of the park. two, right? Last one. one. This one's my favorite song right now. It's actually getting a little bit old because they keep replaying it. One, don't pick up the phone. You know he's only calling because he's drunk and alone. Two, don't let him in. You have to kick him out again. Three, I don't know, but I know the hook is I got new rules or something. <laughs> don't be his friend. You know you're going to wake up in his bed in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. You ain't getting over him. I got new rules, some, something. <laughs> do a leap Oh, you did kind of good. I did better than I thought I was going to do, which yeah. isn't saying much. You got two out of um, five. Yeah, that's correct. That's... Just wanted to reiterate because you said you did better than you thought. That's, that's close to my GPA, so that'll be. Oh. <laughs> At Vanguard or Hope? Everywhere. Oh man, the struggle. Uh. Um, hi. Hey. Okay, so now we're gonna just kind of get into it. Yeah. So, I want to talk. This is what I want to talk about. I don't know what you want to talk about. I would like to talk about a little bit. So, you used to be a worship leader at Rock Harbor. Correct. Can I say Rock Harbor? You can say Rock Harbor. Okay. For how many years? Oh. Um, well, you led worship for a long time, but you weren't Mission Viejo worship pastor. Yeah. I mean, I was like probably about five years. I was an intern for a little bit, maybe like two years. And then I worked-ish at the Costa Mesa campus for about a year and then went to Mission Viejo for like two years. Okay. That might the timing of that might be off, but that is the progression. <laughs> Sounds about right. Into Costa Mesa, to you were always kind of just like leading worship, though, even if you weren't necessarily getting paid for it. Like that was something that you were yes. actively involved in. Yeah, and so I think a lot of people know you from that, um, from singing Rock Harbor. Oh, the girl that sings worship is kind of everything I get mm-hmm. when I say joy. Um, so you moved from that, and now you're in LA doing a whole different thing whole different vibe whole different vibe yeah so I kind of want to like fill in the gap because I think if people don't know you or don't get coffee with you or don't like 
ask you how you're doing, they're like so confused. Mm -hmm. And not that you owe everyone this like explanation. But I think it's interesting, like the career path you're on now, like what you're doing now. And like, I just kind of wanted to have a conversation about your life, basically. Yeah. How did I get here? Right. Um, Well, let's start with how did you start? Leading worship? Yeah. Like, how did that start? Um... Let's try to think. Uh, I was in high school and I was, I just started going to a church um, in my hometown. There were like three, but I just started going to one of the three. Um, And I, like at that point I had been playing the guitar for like five or six years. Um, And my, the worship leader at the church I was going to like up and quit like super fast. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the worship leader quit. Um, and I had like helped him play every once in a while. Um, but I kind of got thrust into this position of leadership because they're like, we have no one and you Mm. can sort of sing and sort of play (laughs) and you're here. Right. Um, (laughs) There wasn't a lot of requirements. Yeah. It was like the bar was low. Um, and so I just like, I started, I like started out being responsible for youth worship and then they're like, we still have no one in the main service. So you're doing that here too. And I was like, I am literally 16. Not like, it's not like I feel like I'm 16. I'm actually 16 years old. Um, And from that, when I graduated, I went to a school called Hope. And for the first semester, my major was actually worship arts. Mm. And then I was like, hypothetically, if there were any point in my life ever where I didn't want to do this anymore, Mm. it would suck to kind of have spent so much time studying something that Mm. I felt like I could study separately and it was a cool program Mm -hmm. because it was part music part like the theology training um but I I was kind of like I just like I know that I can pick up a book or take a course or like do some of these things at any point in my life but Mm -hmm. it's harder to get say like I ended up studying English like it's harder to get an English degree or take writing classes of the same caliber right like when you're I don't know 30 and have kids and are (laughs) doing you know a bunch of other life things yeah um so I switched majors, um, and then shortly after that, my I was interning at Rock Harbor at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm headed in the right direction story-wise, right? Uh, I don't think there is like a okay. right or wrong answer to cool. your life story, but... Ooh, cool, cool, cool. Is this right? <laughs> um, yeah, um, so I... I'm trying to think. Um, I, I was interning at Rock Harbor by the time I got to college, Loved it, um, and it kind of came up that I should help the Huntington Beach campus mm. um, as an intern because mm. um, they didn't have anyone leading. So I decided to transfer to Vanguard because Vanguard was in Costa Mesa and a little mm. bit closer um, and started interning at the Huntington Beach campus. And then when they found someone, I was like, oh, awkward. Shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, <laughs> crap. <laughs> Where do I go? What do Aww. I do? Um, and so my like mentor and boss at the time hired me to work at the Costa Mesa campus. Mm. Um, and I worked there and I was like maybe 30% good at my job and 70% not. Um, and mm. so when the role expanded, she was like, I can't 
you can't, we probably shouldn't have you do this anymore. And I was like, rightly so. <laughs> can you can you elaborate what that means? 70% not good at your job. That's a lot of percentage to be not good at your job. Um, that's a, It is a high percentage <laughs> to not be good at something you're hired to do. That right. is astute observation. Um, yeah, it, like I am, I've gotten a lot better. Um, I'm not like naturally inclined to be very administrative. Okay. Um, and I don't think I realized going into the worship leader position how much... Um, how much admin and this sounds like so like irresponsible and like a kid mm-hmm. like um but i just didn't realize that it was so centered around like meeting with people and scheduling things and like mm-hmm. picking up things and taking place from one pla- like taking things from one place to the other mm-hmm. and um yeah so i just like i just had like such a naive view mm-hmm. um of what it meant to be a worship leader and so part of the reason i was so bad at it like was because not only are you taking something I'm not naturally good at, but like something that I wasn't expecting to do. And so I just like, I just, I just. Even though you were an intern? Because yeah, you interned. Yeah, I mean, my intern experience like was great. I loved it. Um, I think I got, I paid so much more attention to the soul part of it and to the, mm to the how to like lead and how to foster not saying that that was like the right thing or the better thing to do right. like I chose the better thing yeah I just think I took for granted the practicality of what it meant to be mm. a worship leader and so mm. it made things really like I made things difficult for myself mm. um by just not being able to carry both things at the same time so you were really good on Sundays great and then Monday through Friday was kind of a shit show yeah absolutely yeah. that is correct so what it was it like for you I don't know if you know this mm. I think you do. But I think a lot of people idolized you a lot at Rock Harbor. Um, did you know that? I didn't I wouldn't I would never have used the word idolized. Um I'm gonna use that and stand by it, but then I'm also gonna <laughs> maybe <laughs> loosen the grip on it. I understand what you mean. Is that maybe. the right word? Idolized? No, I, uh, yeah, it's the right word. I feel like that is that is how strongly maybe you feel about it. <laughs> I idolized you. Okay. That's good to know. (laughs) I feel like in my experience, leaving, that seems accurate. Like maybe people had a different picture of who I was or who I am. Okay, so, okay, let me elaborate. So idolize in a sense of, and this isn't even just you, just like worship past, anyone who's on stage with a microphone, I think the audience sees that person as like, they just have their life together. They are like, following Jesus and a hundred percent like they are just goals like which is you know usually accurate for pastors hopefully right yeah um but it also puts like a lot of pressure on the person because it's not really accurate for people like people are stumbling people have their stuff um did you feel that pressure to like kind of since you were in that role that you had to like live this perfect lifestyle or like you had to read your bible every day like what was that pressure like having that role um, yeah, I feel like there are two sides of that conversation for me because I never at any point felt like with all the spiritual stuff, I was putting something on to impress people. Mm-hmm. I actually like took a lot of joy. It Like I loved it like mm-hmm. and still love it to this day. And that's actually really comforting to me because I was like, what if I quit and like hate everyone and Jesus, <laughs> you know? And, um, and so I think like, I love that maybe about my story is like, I know like I can stand back now and be like, I a hundred percent believed in what I was doing and I wasn't doing it for the benefit of anybody else. Mm. Um, 
but I think there, there was a certain pressure and a pressure I put on myself. Um, and I mean, other people joined in and helped me put that pressure on myself, but like, (laughs) but but anyways, keep going. It's mostly me. Um, yeah, like that. I just kind of felt like it was hard to admit when I was wrong. It was hard Mm -hmm. to hear criticism. It was hard to ask for forgiveness. It was hard. Um, it was hard because I felt like, oh, like if I mess up, people really are excited when I'm doing something well or when I'm doing something on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I like mess up or if I become human or if I say I like the wrong movie or if I <laughs> hypothetically maybe slip a P. Diddy song into a worship service <laughs> one time, like people <laughs> like it just like then Oops. it gets weird because that's like Joy is allowed to listen to anything other than mm-hmm. Hillsong, you know, or Joy like like feels this way about certain things like joy is a democrat like all these things we didn't know that maybe not have maybe didn't fit into what they like what i felt comfortable Mm -hmm. communicating yeah um you posted something on facebook slash your blog oh gosh a couple years ago oh gosh (laughs) here it goes (laughs) um i'm two glasses in i'm ready i'm sweating um okay And I might butcher the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of like, I thought that I thought that my church was for me and I'm realizing that they're against me. Is this too? No, this is where we're in the right spot. Okay. Um, I remember wanting to follow up with you on that, but I think it was like the month I was getting married and I just like didn't have time. (laughs) I think it was, or like you had just gotten married. Yeah. And I remember reading it and I was like, oh, I, like, I don't really know what that means. Like, I don't really know what she's saying. Yeah. I mean, it's a very complex, <laughs> co- it was a, it was a complex set of emotions. So I'll go context. Okay. I wrote and put it out the day after the election. Mm. Um, so it was announced that Donald Trump was going to be president. Mm. Um, and I, up until the election, I, because I had been in situations where like it came out that I was a little liberal and like people were like, <laughs> oh no, you can't, you can't love Jesus and be liberal. Not that they said that, but there was just like, yeah. like when you don't understand like a point of view, like yeah. you can make assumptions about that point of view without like, and like question someone's character. And so mm-hmm. it just like had to be like smoothed out, like still love Jesus. I just like, you know, right. um, <laughs> uh, we're all okay here. <laughs> we're all good. We're actually all on the same page. Really. Yeah. Um, it had like I so during the election I was very very like quiet and tried to be very very respectful mm. of people's opinions and decisions and their wrestling mm. um and I am not like a Hillary Clinton person I think well let's not get into that um, <laughs> um <laughs> we're gonna do a podcast on <laughs> politics later <laughs> um yeah but I like it was just kind of one of those things where I like I watched people um make excuses for someone who so blatantly like mm. disregarded and disrespected groups of people that I was a part of mm. and not just like not just like black people or you know LGBTQ people or immigrants like my parents are not from here mm. like like just it, it wasn't just that like okay like here are all these boxes and no one I know or no one I work with is like stepping up to defend me mm. I think the part that hurt or that I was frustrated with was like not only am I part of your body, like I'm a part of the body that has like given up a lot to like, to participate. Um, and not mm-hmm. that like I wasn't a worship leader, so it could get paid back to me. Like I wasn't doing it to like, 
Like I wasn't like going to church a thousand times on a Sunday because I like felt like (laughs) one day someone's going to owe me big. Like again, like it goes back to what I said earlier. I found and still find so much joy in it. Mm. I think it was just the, I think when you, when you're in a religion like that is so centered around the relational like and around the table and around people who are different from each other being brought together. Like it says, Jesus tears down the dividing wall of hostility. Mm. And then you see those same people that like say that they believe those messages mm. stand up for someone mm. who represents the exact opposite. Right. Yeah. Um, it was like, you have to know what that communicates and you have to know the mm. consequences of like of that. Um, yeah. And so I'd already quit Rock Harbor when all that happened. Mm-hmm. Um but I was like leading worship in different churches and I had like come back to a couple of the campuses and done it. And I was like, I'm done. Mm. Um, and not only, not as like a, Oh no, Joy's not leading worship anymore. Like we're so hurt. (laughs) Like everybody's fine and like thriving, (laughs) you know, like it was, I still miss that song. You and Tully sang that one uh, night, that one time. Beautiful. I feel like Uh, I remember that rocked my world. Anyways. Um, it wasn't that like, oh, they're going to miss me and now they're going to feel like crap. It wasn't that. It was just like, you need to know that I'm like, it's like when a football player gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I can't play anymore. Yeah, I can't. Like, yeah. I can't physically do it. I need time to recoup and recover and rediscover what it means to be holy myself, mm-hmm. wholly immersed in a community mm-hmm. and knowing that like, knowing that I can be in a space where they're going to take my time and my resources and like what I have to give and like fight for me when I'm being attacked. Mm. Um, and that is not how it felt. And this is like, I'm always like really careful because I don't want it to be like, I'm pointing the finger and saying like, like these churches suck or rock Harbor sucks. Or if you're a Republican, you suck. I don't believe any of those things. I just, I think I needed to communicate like, again, like you have to understand the consequences of throwing mm. your support in the name of Jesus. Cause that mm. bugs me a lot Yeah, um, behind someone like this. Like you have to know mm. that it affects, like it affects other people and especially being a minority in a lot of those situations. I think people just assumed like I made it into the room because I thought like them. Um, mm. and I think it was a shock for people to be like, Oh, mm. she doesn't, she's not. What? <laughs> she thinks differently. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that must've been like so hard for you where you, poured into this church or churches for years of your life, like dedicated hours and time and energy. And then when you needed support during a specific season, that wasn't given to you in that way. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, um, I think it just exposed because nobody gave a pass and this is like I don't want to alienate or like sound accusatory Mm -hmm. so I'm going to be really careful and if like that comes across I'm sorry that's not my intent um Mm -hmm. but like nobody gave a pass to like some of the things Donald Trump was saying like Mm -hmm. nobody who did that like I don't like I like there's a point where like you just can't claim like innocence or ignorance Mm. because I think Donald Trump made it really clear who he was yeah I think he made it really clear what he believed in um, and that his loyalties lie only to himself. Um, <laughs> and I think people were just like, but he's a Republican. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so vote him in. Check yes. Which kind um, of paralleled with like what you said about you even getting the job that it's like you were bad at 70% of your job, but you could sing on Sunday. So put her in the position. Yeah. And it's like, if they can look good on stage and do the thing, then put them in. But then like in the background, 
there's like all these other things going on that no one talks about or no one shares because it's it's not right or it's yeah. not Christian. Yep. Yep. So that's great. So that's great. There's <laughs> that. That took a turn. Yeah. So that's what you meant by that post is the church is is not for me in that. Yeah. And like I like. And like again, like I got some obviously fee- like feedback, some, um, some, flag, some backlash, yeah, um, about it. And it was never to be like. And I made a point even in the blog to be like, the church has been so good to me, mm. like, um, like, and continues to be good to me. I just needed to say like, this thing in us, not in you. Like mm. it's not it's not a me versus them. It's like this thing in us needs to be exposed mm. and talked about. And like people who think differently need to feel like they have like they have a place at the table. Mm. And what the election did for me was expose like I might have a place at the table, but it's it's just as long as I play nice. Mm. Um, And that's I'm not super good at playing nice for a long time. Yeah. So what was it like for you? Because you said that this this post came out after you had worked at Rock Harbor. So it sounds like after Rock Harbor, you were able to express yourself, even in your songwriting, you were able to yeah. kind of like be more joy. Mm-hmm. Um, can you fill in the gap there of like what it what that looked like for you to be more of who you were and express yourself in those ways, even if it didn't necessarily coincide with the church? Yeah. Um, I'm always a big. I'm always a big like I'm like really into conversation. I like arriving at a decision or like decide like you know like deciding something and saying I believe this but like to me the conversation part where you're figuring it out is always a little more interesting um and so I think there were things about my personality or my beliefs that I didn't feel comfortable to express as a worship leader because being a worship leader is not a conversation like it's not a com- it's not a thing where you can say I believe this or I'm struggling with this being a worship leader like how it exists in the church today is definitely like it's more declarative than it is inquisitive. Mm. Like it's, we're saying what God has done, what God is doing. Yeah. Mm. All that different stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so if I were to write a song about doubt or, mm. um, if I were to write a song about like, I've always like had conversations and like questions about my sexuality. If I were to write a song about that, probs not going to get <laughs> a hired be played on a Sunday morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that, Um, stepping away to do what I do now, which is like songwriting allowed me the ability to encompass. It's hard because like in both spheres, like in the church and in like regular culture, secular culture, if you want to be one of those people, (laughs) like people like to pigeonhole you. So Mm. like in the church, I was only allowed to talk about certain things in a certain way. Mm. Um, And the same can be true in Hollywood. And so for me to be able to take my faith and my doubt and my fear and all Mm. those different things and like hold the tension of all those things. Yeah. Um, has been really great and it was something that I was missing as a worship leader Mm. um yeah what was this is just a question of curiosity for me what was your favorite part about being a worship leader favorite part I don't want to get too like sappy or like get sappy it was Jesus like Mm. I like 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 I cry. Um, I just like, I feel like in, even in the times that were difficult and the times that I was frustrated or felt ostracized or felt like I had to hide certain things, like, 
like I just couldn't get over how beautiful he was and how amazing it was that I could get together with people on a Sunday morning. And like I said, we obviously like disagreed on a lot of yeah. things, but we could agree on the goodness mm-hmm. of like this one person that isn't like is in the room, but not in the room. You get mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and that's like, that is my favorite part. And that like, that like, I have no regrets about like being a worship leader or doing what I did because I think like there's a, there's a relationship and there's a steadfastness in terms of my faith Mm -hmm. that would not have been there if I jumped straight into what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's also, I think because I took that path and like realized how restrictive it can be, I think I've like opened up a lot more and I'm just like fully like, just like fully Mm -hmm. immersing into what it means to be joy completely. Not, Mm -hmm. not just like what joy, what people expect me to be because I do this thing, but like, what does it mean to be me? Yeah. You know, I remember, I don't think we were super close at this time. Um, cause I had just started going to rock Harbor and I remember you led a couple times and whatnot, but there was, I just remember one of the things I really love about you is even so many people are like, Oh, she lives in LA now. She's like probably doing drugs or whatever. All the drugs, all the drugs in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And my favorite thing, we were at Balboa, me and Joy hung out like a week ago and we walked Balboa and just in conversation, you're like, yeah, so I was talking to Jesus this morning and la 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 la. Right. And, and you still love Jesus no matter where you live, no matter what kind of drugs you're doing. Just no to be clear, I'm not doing drugs. <laughs> it sounds so much cooler to be like in LA doing drugs. Um, no matter what song you're singing or writing or who you're working for or where you're living or what you're doing, your love for Jesus like never has like changed. Like you still passionately, you just like talk to Jesus. Like literally we were just having, we had flame broiler for dinner. That's um, great. And we were just talking and you just, you know, in con- it's just you live out a life of I have a relationship with Jesus and I talk to him and that's like who I am and that was who you were as a worship leader and that hasn't changed and I remember like when you would lead worship like there was one service you probably remember this where you literally went on your knees and like fell to your face on like on the stage do you remember this yeah and you were like I'm sorry I'm so humbled by God I just need to fall to my face and you did like on stage yeah I got in trouble for that you did yes we can talk about that later wait really (laughs) let's talk about it right now I I, because before you talk about that I that night specifically blessed me more than anything ever and I don't think we're friends yet so I still had this like stigma of like oh she's like so cool um and now we're friends I'm like she's not that cool I'm just kidding I'm not (laughs) (laughs) you're right Um, (laughs) slubs are just like you um but that night like really blessed me because I was like, that's someone who when she sings, she acts like no one else is in the room. Like she is in love with Jesus and she's like to the point where she will fall on her face and like cry out to God. And that was so beautiful to me. And I, so you got in trouble for that. Yeah. So there's this, I feel like I might be exposing too much. About Honestly, it's fine at this point. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so there's this thing, there's like this system that we would do post-service, which was like, oh this is how bad I am at this it's like reds greens and yellows like stoplight colors right okay okay um (laughs) and (laughs) and so it's like a red is a thing hey don't ever do that again a yellow is a maybe be careful about doing that and a green is like great felt good the spirit is moving um sorry to be so flippant about that (laughs) um and so afterwards 
It was weird because we like did the like red, greens, and yellows. After and, every service, you do this. Um, in between, so like I would usually would lead like two, sir, two, yeah, to three, maybe uh-huh. Saturday and two Sunday morning. Oh, okay. And so yeah. after the first one, it'd be kind of like a debrief. Um, and if something Got changed, it. maybe from one service to another, we would do it again. But it mm-hmm. like usually was just like after Saturday night or like at Mission Viejo, it was between the two Sunday morning mm-hmm. ones. Um, and. I can't remember someone essentially one of the staff people took me aside and said like, Hey, just like another yellow, like when you do stuff like that, people can't tell if it's authentic. So maybe just be careful about doing it. Like we don't want people to perceive you putting on a show of humility. And it was so, that was actually interestingly enough. Again, there are no hard feelings. I just want to be super, super clear <laughs> not about bitter that. about the situation. I really, I really am not. But it, it was a big wake up moment for me of like, I am this, uh, like, I want to love Jesus forever. I want to yeah. be like, my relationship is more important than this job. Mm. And I did like it, like my actions, like my worship was being policed. And it's not, mm. I understand like wanting to be careful and to pastor people well. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like, you feel like it might make your congregation uncomfortable, whatever. Yeah. You know what else makes your congregation uncomfortable? When you say, I feel like Jesus is saying, and then you just shout out something in the congregation and everyone comes to the front thinking that God's speaking to them. That also makes people uncomfortable. It but it's fine. I'm not upset about it. Go ahead and continue, Joy. Damn. Um, okay. Uh, no, yeah. But, there, but there's a lot of stuff like that like where like that was a thing for me where I was like I don't want this mm. um and there were a couple little moments it was like it was kind of in that last year before I left where I was like like if I'm gonna like if we're me pointing mm-hmm. to this guy as in God <laughs> and I and <laughs> are going to do this for the long haul mm. I can't do this right now mm. um and so that was like it's like it's one of those things like, yeah, I think it sucks and it's weird, but I can also, because I worked in a church for so long, I can make, I can sort of understand the reasoning or why you think that's okay or why, yeah. like why you'd want to be protective. And so yeah. it's not like, oh, they suck. And like the church is inauthentic. I'm like, right. it just, it was about me. Like, and it wasn't about like, I wasn't angry at the church, but it was like, man, I, this is not for me. Yeah. Did you quit right after that? Uh, no, it was, a. Uh, there were a couple instances, um, little things like that where it'd be like, Hey, don't do that during worship. Or, um, I told someone that my parents, um, conceived my sister before they were married. And they're mm. like, you can't tell anybody but that. And I was like, first of all, I dare you to <laughs> try Florence Aladdin and try and tell her like that she can't talk about like getting it with my dad. Right. And she will prove you wrong and make you uncomfortable all at once. Um, <laughs> Mama Aladdin. <laughs> She's the best. Um, mm. um, and then I like it because it brought up like the question of actually, no, we're not going to do that. Okay. Anyway, they're like, you can't like you can't talk about it. There's a meeting. Um. And so throughout certain Mm -hmm. points in my life, I've always like been like kind of clear about my sexuality with the people that I'm working with, Mm -hmm. that it's ambiguous. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what we're going to call it? Yeah, we're going to call it ambiguous. Um, 
or because it's like there are times where I was like, I'm going to be celibate. And there are other times where like, maybe I could trick a dude into marrying me and I wouldn't have to struggle anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And then there are other times. Trap his ass. Yeah, basically. Like, oh, I have a crush on this girl. And it's just like, I like I never felt comfortable labeling it because I do think there's like there's power when you name things like Mm -hmm. just in general, not even spiritually, just like when you call it what it is Mm -hmm. like that's a commitment. Yeah. Um, Not that I'm afraid of commitment. Um, <laughs> that was not the conversation we had before this. <laughs> I'm just afraid of people, which is the problem. Um, right. Yeah, no, I um, And so, like, that's always been clear, but it's never been, like, super out in front of the world, obviously. Yeah. Um, because I was uncomfortable and because for a long time I thought it meant I was going to hell if I couldn't fix mm. it. Um, and so we had a meeting, um, a staff meeting, and someone came in to talk about sexuality and like what should like how do we deal with these people when they're in our places and it wasn't Mm, it wasn't these people yeah it wasn't it wasn't like as like the language was very much us and them um Mm. but it wasn't as like that sounds a little like scary and like it wasn't I'm trying to find the right word the intention wasn't that yeah it wasn't they weren't being like evil or mean spirited it was just like how do we tell a gay guy he can't lead in the life group or, you know, how do we like tell someone who is struggling with their sexuality like that? Like, I don't know, you can't sit with us or whatever, you know? Um, and I was like, here are a bunch of straight people, right? A majority of them straight white men, which is again, not a bad thing to be like who have no context of what it means to struggle with this making Mm. decisions about people like me Mm. um and that was that was actually really difficult because I besides the like accountability conversations I had had about it like just like naming that I am like a part of the LGBTQ community has Mm. been really difficult for me because Mm. it's been so demonized my entire life Mm. um but I like at that moment I was like they're talking about me and most of these people in the room don't even know it. Mm. Um, and that was, it was just like little things like that where it was like, I want like, I just like, I wanted to be the voice or to be the person, you know, for like, you know, that could be there for someone like me who was in that situation and felt lonely. I don't know if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to be, like, I just think of, like, 12-year-old Joy, or I think of Joy in that meeting, listening to these people say, like, okay, like, they shouldn't be allowed to lead in life groups. If someone's transgendered, like, they need to go to the, like, the Bible study of their birth gender, you oh, know? <laughs> um, they need inner healing prayer, I'm guessing, was one of them, too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, which we've all done. <laughs> <laughs> Still <Worked> going. great. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it... Um, I just wanted to be the person who said, like, even if you're wrestling, even Mm -hmm. if you're struggling, if you're gay, if you're, I feel so passionate. Like, I just wanted to be like the bridge of like, you don't have to figure, you don't have to have it all figured out and you don't have to check all of these boxes Mm -hmm. to be allowed like in like this space or in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Um, And there just aren't like, it's hard to be that voice when you're, check is being cut by an organization that has some of those like strong lines like this is wrong this is right and again it's not (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm not like, I don't want to like make it seem like I'm like harshing on the church because I'm not, because I love it and I loved my time there, but it was yeah. just like, I can't, I'm not fully expressed here and it's mm. not like, it's not okay. Like sometimes I think it's good to like not be fully expressed, like pull it back and filter right. yourself a little bit. <laughs> but it was to the point where I was like, I'm not, what I'm living is not completely true. Yeah. Like you're putting on like a facade. Yeah. And I feel like even if you're not on staff, there's that feeling too of just being in the church. Like you can't fully be yourself at church. (laughs) Come on. You can't fully tell the pastor what you're struggling with and not expect to go through the restoration process. I mean, like it's, it's really sad because the, the church is supposed to be a place of like broken people, but if you're broken, you get in trouble. Yeah. So it's great. Um, (laughs) but I want to avoid the church. I'll go on a rant and then I'll offend a bunch of people and it'll just be really horrible. So we're going to just move out of this office for me. Um, but okay. So that all happened. So Mm -hmm. you left your church job. You left Rock Harbor. You left leading worship. I did. And you moved to LA. I did. Um, but you also moved to LA with a plan, a goal that the church helped do you with or no? Yeah, actually, no, uh, another yes, fun topic. <laughs> yes and no. Um, I had no idea what I was going to do when I quit Rock Harbor. I just knew what I didn't want to do, which was the job I had. Right. Um, and so for a little bit, I was like, I'm gonna go. Like, I got like there's this grad program in Eng- in England that oh, I was yeah, like, I I'm gonna do this. Like, I was an English major. Like, I was a like I was a good writer. Like, and so I was like, I can do this like playwriting program because I would love to spend fifty thousand dollars <laughs> to learn how to write plays. Um, and I really would like genuinely if I had that money to burn I'd be like hell yeah let's it's do monopoly it. money honestly it really I spent is. a lot of that money and it's fine <laughs> it's, that, that is true but like for like a real job play playwriting is a real job if there are any playwrights listening just like I just <laughs> just wasn't for you it wasn't it for you wasn't, it wasn't the right move I just so I moved to LA f- and just thinking for the summer like I needed a place to stay before I went to school mm. um and I, a friend of a friend who saw me playing music at a coffee shop in Newport was like, hey, I'm working for this guy. He's a singer, songwriter, just got signed to a label and he needs someone to play guitar and sing for him. Would you be interested? And I was like, yes, because I'm broke AF. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can do that. I can, I can do, do that. that. I can do that twice. I can do that all day. Um, and so I did it and I loved it. And it was oh. weird. I was like super awkward because it was like it was these are clearly not worship songs (laughs) so it's like it was very different from anything that I had done and I was it was all so new that I was like afraid like am I offending God or like is someone gonna hear about this and then like be like what are you doing come back home you Mm -hmm. know and um and it was great and I were like I just like I had an experience like there were things that I wouldn't that I didn't like about the experience and things that I loved but walking away from it, I was like, I freaking want to do this for the rest of my mm. life. Um, <laughs> and so I just tried to get more gigs like that. And then I kind of, again, like it came back to the rock heart, like the thing that I learned at rock Harbor of like my desire to be fully expressed in my mm. vocation. Um, and so I was like, what would it look like if I started doing artist stuff and mm. I started songwriting for other people, but like from my point of view and, um, so about six months in, I kind of landed at the like, oh, I think I want to do this. 
Um, and so I just, I, I did it. I'm like the worst person to ask because I like, sometimes I like wake up and I'm like, I can't tell you how I am in the place that I am in. Mm. Like, I can't tell you what happened. Um, I just wrote a bunch every day, even if I was by myself. Mm. Um, I put out an album with the help of 330 amazing people on Kickstarter. Um, Mm. and what was the album called? It's called Carrie. It has a picture of my hand on it. So beautiful. Who took that picture? Nick Sickleton, Nick Sickleton did. Shout yeah. out to Nick Sickleton. I oh, love you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and I don't like, I, I guess like, where do I go from here? What do you like? What do I? Well, I mean, cause it's just like such a jump, <laughs> right? Like, hi, I'm Joy. I sing worship songs at Rock Harbor to like, I'm putting on an album. Support me on Kickstarter. And then I think a lot of people thought it was going to be a Christian album, <laughs> which was the best part of all of it was like plot twist. <laughs> it's not. Twist. Um, some of those songs, Memphis is one of my favorites. Some of those yes. songs are so good. They're not Christian songs. They are not. Newsflash to people that thought Joy came out of the Christian, Christian album. album. It's not. But it's so beautiful. It's like still <laughs> so good. Um, so you came out with an album, then you started like singing the album, right? You had yep. like shows and things shows, like that. went to Europe did like a yeah bunch of went stuff. to europe wait yeah you went to europe did mm-hmm. some tours and you started getting paid for doing this yes so for the first Money's time great. yeah you're mm-hmm. getting paid to do something that you authentically felt you were doing fully for yourself that it was you yeah and it was great it was phenomenal yeah i feel like i love here's the i'm gonna we're gonna dive into behind the song with Joy Latacoon. Yes. So there are two songs in the album that are very different. So there's a song called Charleston, which is a song about like faith and doubt and God. And it's interesting to play in like bars because people are like, Is she singing about God and why? <laughs> and also why am I crying a little bit? <laughs> you know? Um, I see the light. <laughs> I see the light. And then there were a couple. There was a song called Bread and Wine, which is about sax. <laughs> <laughs> And then there was a song called, um, shoot, there's a song called Animals and Angels about dating. There's a song called Poison about heartbreak. Um, and I just, in the process of making the album, I was so terrified because I knew, I think a lot of people had the expectation it would be Christian. Um, but I was like, God cares about all my life, you know, Mm -hmm. or like I try to incorporate God into all those things and those decisions and those relationships. So why would I not like, this is just as powerful, um, and so that was a jump and have some some dear friends who struggled with that jump a yeah. little. Or because I think kind of back to my point earlier was like people had an expectation of who they thought you were and like seeing you on stage and stuff like that. Like if they didn't actually know you, they like put a character with you like Joy. This is who she is when they had never met you. Yeah. And so when you came out as who you were and it wasn't what they thought people were like kind of upset, mm-hmm. um, which is weird, but it's fine. Yeah. What's it like to have people upset with you? <laughs> it's my favorite it's feeling the in the entire, just kidding. I hate it when people are upset at me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good cause it like strengthened some of my, like, are you going to choose to care for and love yourself? Even when people you thought would love you mm-hmm. for a long time don't anymore. Um, mm-hmm. or are frustrated with you. Um, because not all conflict is an end to a relationship, newsflash. Um, <laughs> but it de- there were there were moments where I would get in conflict with people, and it's like this we don't we don't move past this. Mm. Um, and just learning to let go and be like you're okay. Like 
as long as you're able to like admit your faults and like ask for forgiveness and say sorry when you need to like you're like Mm -hmm. it's not like you're a bad you've become a bad person um yeah um I think the other thing that comes with having people respond so strongly to something so personal is Mm -hmm. you start to doubt if you're okay Mm -hmm. um that I think that was there are a lot of difficult things about like that two-year process but I think the biggest one was like constantly like being like am I like Am I doing drugs? I Am I doing drugs? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's one time with blueberries and I didn't know and they were chocolate covered. <laughs> but that's, that's my favorite text message. That's not, it's not my it's not my fault maybe i should have asked but should you have to ask if there's wheat in okay anyway <laughs> no i feel like you should just be able to eat chocolate covered things and assume there's not I any like drugs in them you should be able to trust the people you're with <laughs> <laughs> whole other conversation um <laughs> eric took the last cookie um uh, shoot, I already forgot the question. What's it like having people upset with me? Um, I was kind of jokingly asking that, but it's fine. Oh, you it's can great. answer it. It's great. I love, it. love it. It's been really growing for me. So, what, like, um, I kind of have two questions. I don't know which one I want to ask first. Ask, okay. What is it that you want people to know? Like, if you, like, there's a mic in front of your face right now, like, all those... I don't even know if all those people listen. Honestly, I have, like, ten listeners, so who mm-hmm. really knows? But if they could listen, or if they if I sent them the link, like, Hey, joy is a message for you. Right. Like what's something that you really want people to know about yourself that you felt like maybe was misunderstood or that you want to like clear the air or just, I don't know. Hmm. Get closer. Hmm. There's, there's, there's two things. One is one has nothing to do with anything. Um, the first is pineapple skies by Miguel is the best song that came out in 2017 and I just it. want everybody to know it's so freaking good and mm. catchy and fun do you get um, paid for this advertisement I do not get okay. paid I just I love the song that much that I'm like oh, everyone free, needs free to hear it okay oh. anyway second thing um yeah I mean there's a lot I think there's a like a, I'm still the same person mm-hmm. um I think that has been difficult. That's something I've had to tell myself um, is like you are still joy that like had these authentic moments of worship with a group of people that you love. Mm -hmm. Um, And you are also now joy who like, I don't know. I was in a trap music session the other day. <laughs> you were in the studio of California 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to record in the studio where they did that like Tupac song, California yeah. Love, Dre and Snoop and all those great people. Um, like, and like there are people smoking and like there are people like drinking and there are people like macking on girls in the corner. And I'm like, this is never where I thought I would be in my life, but Mm. it's like, I'm still the same person. Mm. Um, And it's like, it's like this integrity thing because I think I am more honest now, like as a full picture of myself um, than I was working at Rock Harbor because like, because it genuinely felt like, oh, I don't want to mess people up. Mm -hmm. I don't want to mess what I'm doing up. I don't want to be wrong. Um, I don't want to be right in some cases you know and um and so I kind of think like that's that's a thing is like I still love Jesus I still am like pursuing like faith and I'm still 
awkward a little bit. Super awkward. So <laughs> awkward. Um, but yeah, I'm still saying like, it's not like, I guess my fear was like stepping into some of the things that I'm doing that people would feel cheated and faith is so personal to people. That's like, it's like when you find out that your like favorite pastor is like had an affair or like when you like, when you like find out someone you look up to has shortcomings, yeah. um, it's like, it like ruins your, like you feel like something of both yourself and of that person has mm. been taken away. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like the conversation I'm always having with myself and with mm-hmm. others is like, I'm still that person. So all of the moments that we had together are yeah. real. Like yeah. I wasn't putting on a show. Yeah. I am just also like all these other things and I'm right. trying not to live in secret. Yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. And you were like, you were young at that time. So, so like, even just like in general, like as you get older, you start to learn more about yourself. You start to like change and develop and like have different interests and all of that. And so it just so happened that the beginning stage was at a church and the later stage was in LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that really highlighted things. <laughs> really brought stuff out. But I feel like I, I can totally vouch for that, that you really are the same person. Like our l- jokes and our laughter, like you can come over and I still feel like we're friends from, you know, Vanguard times and stuff. And I don't feel like you've changed. Like, I don't feel like you've changed at all. Um, I think that you've grown a lot, but changed in the sense of like, oh, Joy's like just different you know like you're still joy like you're so awesome like if you had your guitar and you wanted to like lead eric and i in worship right now it would probably still be just as beautiful as it was before Hmm. um and i like and i know a lot of people think this so i'll speak for like a lot of people that you led people in such extraordinary worship that that time that you gave people with jesus will never be forgotten and never be replaced Um, and I think that a lot of people appreciate you and I'm sorry that a lot of people didn't, um, and a lot of people didn't necessarily support you or maybe weren't there for you in the ways that you thought, but I know that a lot of people do love and care for you. Um, and they might not vocalize that as much, but I know that anytime I'm like, oh yeah, Joy sang for my wedding or anything like that. Like they'll have a moment where they're just like, oh, Joy. I remember this one time, like everyone, you know, and it, it, it's always this beautiful story of how you led people in worship. Um, and I think that's really cool that you were able to give that gift to people, um, and still can and still do. You still lead worship at random churches sometimes from, yeah, man, from time to time for funds. Yeah. For fun skis. So as we, um, wrap up, how are you doing now? So you're in LA, you said you're writing songs, you're mm-hmm. still, you, you're coming out with another album? I am coming out with no, a number, another, a number, <laughs> a number, album. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm out, number two, uh, number two, oh gosh, okay, I'm coming out with another album, I don't know when it's gonna be put out or released or I got to listen to one of the finished. songs and I'm, three of the songs actually. Yeah, you did. It so good and That's I'm really excited for this. Um, yeah, I mean, I, so I signed with a publishing label and a record label this year, which is like music speak for a lot of different things, which I won't go into, but it's yeah. nice to like, it's like a big, apparently it's a big career achievement. It's a big, I have champagne, honey, go get the champagne on the refrigerator. We got pop champagne. <laughs> pop and champagne. <laughs> it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm again, the wrong person to ask because I didn't like, it was not, my, I haven't wanted to be a musician my entire life, mm-hmm. at least a professional one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is like a big deal. And people are like, congratulations. And I'm like, I don't, what happened? Um, but yeah, it's really cool. I work with some amazing people um, and 
basically I get to write songs for other artists mm. and I get to write songs for myself. Which, for pretty big artists. We won't yes. say names, but some big, some big ones. Yes. It's like, like just like people you would hear on the radio, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, and it like went to like when you're working by yourself, like you're literally hustling every connection you have mm. for a chance to maybe get heard by like someone's second cousin who will then give it to the person you know you gotta sleep with a lot of people (laughs) you gotta sleep with and I don't like physical touch so you can tell (laughs) but I didn't get very far on my own um but yeah it like it's cool to have a company where it's like you know that they are they are act they like know people like they are actively pursuing to get your songs heard by the like I'm mm-hmm. bad at picking people so I'll just write something and my like my person will be like okay that'll work for this person yeah. I'll send it over yeah. um but yeah it's super cool to create um and to like I don't know to have it like it's my job like it's my everyday thing like I wrote a song today and like technically I don't have to work tomorrow because I like did something today and yeah. um that's really cool um yeah I forgot what I'm supposed to be saying <laughs> I'm just basically asking what you're doing now which you're answering so you're oh cool yeah. I'm doing what I'm doing now you're answering the question perfectly. yeah I mean I'm like and now you're can I tell people that you're moving oh yeah I mean I guess yeah I'm moving to Nashville hey, hey. I'm still sad about it I'm so like, I'm not gonna pop champagne for that one it's weird I like I always like uh like when I move, because I've moved a lot, yes. Okay, whatever. Um I usually am just like so excited to get to the next place that there's no sadness. Mm. Um this is like the first time where it's been really like bittersweet mm. because there are so many things I love about LA and obviously about California. Yeah. Um, but I was looking at my year for the world were for my birth. My son <laughs> no, just mini stroke there. I'm back. <laughs> second one <laughs> <laughs> a number okay my word for the year is build um and a conversation that like i have with jesus frequently um is just all the time um uh it's like i like who do i want to be because in the past one thing like one thing about being a worship leader was i got like put on a pedestal so fast that there were so many things character wise that I was lacking in that like I used to feel really bad about them but like I've done the like emotional work to be like (laughs) it happened you're okay like you like um (laughs) we're moving forward forward. uh yeah like there are just so many things that like integrity wise that I wish I had done better or had done differently Mm -hmm. um and so like the the past few months like I've been like I've been wanting to put myself in situations where I'm going to become the best version of myself because first of it was just like first couple years in LA was like how do you just be who you are um in the mess of all that is and like Mm -hmm. in the questions and in the doubts and in the good things and in the bad things and now it's moving to a place of like okay now that you have a clear picture and like obviously that picture always grows and changes and evolves like how do you like continue to grow into the best version of that person? Mm-hmm. Um, and LA is not like, <laughs> LA is not always conducive for me to, to that part of myself. Like when I, like when I ask myself, what do I want to be like at 30? And this is again, not a dig at LA or anyone that I've worked with, but I don't see a ton of people where I'm like, 
oh, that's the life I want to live when right. I'm... I want to raise my kids in downtown LA. I don't. <laughs> I really genuinely don't with all my heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I feel like I got sent to Nashville for work in September and loved it so much and just like was like, oh my gosh, not only professionally are there people I want to be around, mm-hmm. but like they're actual humans with actual lives that I want to like learn from and I want to like have them like teach me in like faith and in relationships and in life. And I was just like, I feel like this is a good place for me to call home mm-hmm. knowing that because my label is in LA, I'll be back all the time. Yeah. Um, cool. And so I just, yeah, it was one of those things where like, what is the life that you want to build? Mm-hmm. Um, and where can you build it? Cause I think God gives us that agency and that choice sometimes. And I think I'm kind of at that place where I'm like, this is kind of what I want and this yeah. is not, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you. As much, as sad as I am, I already like have a hard time seeing. You. I do drive up to LA though. You really do. I've driven up a couple times and we've had fun. Most really. <laughs> <laughs> it's because there's like some fun places. So I'm always like, we still got to go to the happy place. The happy place. It's like it's kind of like it was kind of like the McDonald's? ice No, it was like the ice cream museum. Oh god! But it. now it's like another museum. Oh, happy okay. meal. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can go to McDonald's before. <laughs> Um, and I'm, I'm going to fly to Nashville. I am. I'm going to get, I'm going to get to it. Yeah, you are. I'm going in a couple weeks. You want to come? I have always wanted to go. Everyone says it's super cool. It's the best. I got to get out more. I'm in Irvine. I got to, I got to get out there. Irvine. I got to get out there. When you're in Irvine though, why would you ever want to leave? There's, there's lots of things. Everything's here. Uh, like so much so that it's annoying, but whatever. Irvine's a great place <laughs> to live. Literally. It's like a nice place to live. Even though that's Fountain Valley's logo, but it shouldn't be. I was like, isn't that? Yep. Yep. Why do I know that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for coming over and having like such a vulnerable conversation and being honest. I think that it'll really impact people. And I think it's just good to clear up air. Um, I think that when people don't know what happened during that time, it's easy to just like make up shit. Yeah. Um, So I think it's nice to give you an opportunity to just be like hey this is what's going on and like you're doing fine joy's like not in a crisis she's like totally doing great except she's for like, all the weed blueberries and being fed <laughs> secretly <laughs> she's doing great i thought you were gonna move to india joy and i went to india together and i thought we were gonna leave her there she fell in love with it so much i still think about it uh, i don't i have nightmares about it um, but it's fine. <laughs> that was a really hard trip for me. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, I just love having people on. I think it's really impactful to have honest conversations. That's kind of why I'm doing the podcast is just honest conversations. So people can just at the end of it go, Oh, me too. You mm-hmm. know, and just feel like they're connected in some way and feel like other people are going through shit. And even if they're a worship pastor, or if they're not a worship, right? Like yeah. you're on dating apps or you're trying to look for a job in LA, like we're all kind of struggling. We all kind of have our stuff. And I think love God, love people and and treat everyone with with some compassion and respect so thanks again for coming yeah man love you thanks for having me love you and your dreadlocks love you too and your um, stay golden shirt (laughs) 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 and thanks everyone for listening be sure to follow us on instagram at no but really podcast and subscribe on apple Podcasts to make sure you capture the next episode